welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome to another episode of Real People, Real Talk. Thank you so much for tuning in today, and here's why you should listen. Today, I want to share with you why reading and studying God's Word, while reading and studying the Bible, is essential to the life of the believer. Let's go. So to have salvation is God's job. God has done all the work. We just have to accept the free gift of eternal life. But to have intimacy with the Lord is our job. In other words, it's going to take time and energy and effort and work to be close to God. I've talked about spiritual disciplines before, and spiritual disciplines are those habits and disciplines found in Scripture to help us to get closer to God. I've talked about prayer and fasting, and I'll leave the link to those episodes in the show notes. Now, we speak to God through prayer But God speaks through us primarily through his word, through the Bible. Now, studying God's word is foundational. It is the most important spiritual disciplines because from the Bible, we learn about the other spiritual disciplines. So in order to know God, in order to truly know God and to be godly, we must know his word intimately. Now, we'll play some quick trivia. What is the longest book in the Bible as it relates to chapters? The book of Psalms. What is the longest chapter in the Bible? Psalms 119. And there are 176 verses in Psalms 19, all talking about God's word and the law. In other words, 176 verses, an entire chapter in the longest book of the Bible devoted to talking about the importance of knowing and obeying God's word, God's law. I often hear people say that, man, I really want to hear from God. And my response with grace is to tell them, like, open up your Bible. God has spoken and he continues to speak to us every day through his word. Now, listen, my friend, we need God's word because it helps to keep our way pure. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 9, how can a young man keep his heart pure, keep his way pure by guarding it according to the word of God? We need God's word because it condemns sin, it inspires holiness, and it promotes spiritual growth. It's God's word. It's the Bible that provides wisdom and guidance for everyday living and the answers to the problem of life. We just have to dig in. It helps us with our struggles. So whatever you're struggling with, put the word on it. If you're struggling with lust or pride or doubt, whatever it is, utilize a biblical concordance and see what God's word has to say about those issues. God's word is our manual. In other words, all the instructions for this life is found in God's word. God's word is our divine GPS. If we follow it, it'll take us all the way home to heaven. God's word is our spiritual food to nourish our spirits so we can engage in spiritual warfare. Now, let's see what God's word has to say about God's word. Second Timothy three sixteen and 17. It says that all scripture, not just your favorite scripture now, but all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof for correction and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. In other words, God 
utilizes his word to teach us, to reprove us, to correct us, and to train us so that we can be equipped to do all that God has called us to do. The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12, For the word of God is quick and living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. In other words, the book, this book, the greatest book ever, the Bible, it's alive. It's the only book that you can read and study for an entire lifetime, and you still learn something new each time you read it. I can't tell you how many times I've I've read Psalms 23. It could it could be let's let's put a number out here. Let's say I read it a thousand times. But I can guarantee you on a thousand and first time that I pick up my Bible and read Psalms 23, God's word is alive. God's wisdom is infinite. I'm going to learn something new or have some fresh revelation. You may say, Paul, I understand that the title of this episode is Bible study one on one. But why do I need to study God's word? And I would say, excellent question. Jesus did. Jesus knew the Bible of his day. In other words, he knew the Old Testament. He was always quoting the prophets, quoting the law. He was referencing Moses or David. And since Jesus knew the word and the Bible of his day, we should know the Bible of our day. Knowing God's word will help us to know God, to know his character, to know his work, to know his will, to know his way. And to help to build our faith, because when we look at the Bible and we see how God delivered and God provided and God protected and God says, God is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. So what God did for them, God can do for us. It strengthens our faith. The Bible goes on to say in Romans 12, one and two, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, what is acceptable and what is perfect. So getting into God's word will help to renew your mind and to keep your mind focused on God and the things of God. It will help you not to get so cluttered with the temporary things of this world. We need to study God's Word, we need the Bible, y'all. So that was a very brief overview of why knowing God's word is so important, so crucial, so essential to the life of the believer. Now, let's take it a step further. We want to make things practical by talking about the how. How can we study God's word effectively? How can we really dig in and know the Bible? So I'm going to give you five ways for you to dig into God's word. And this is from a book that I read while I was in seminary. It's called The Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. It is a book I highly recommend if you really want to deepen your relationship with the Lord. So five ways. Here we go. Let's get practical. Number one, listen to God's word. Luke eleven twenty eight says, and he replied, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. So in other words, you can do this by listening to a Bible based sermon at church or on your phone, through YouTube, or through a podcast. And when I say Bible-based, I mean a sermon that is saturated with scriptures. If you listen to a sermon and you don't hear scripture, you did not listen to a sermon. It was merely a motivational speech. But through Bible-based sermons and through the work of the Holy Spirit, God will use sermons to give us the faith needed for day-to-day living. There are countless times where I'm sitting in service and hearing a sermon 
And it's just like the preacher is talking just to me. Have you ever felt that? God has a way of speaking through us through sermons. And sermons will encourage and inspire and exhort you to greatness and to godliness. But directly to the source, another way of listening to God's word is to actually listen to God's word. Do the audio Bible. You can put the Bible app on and press play. That's what I did recently as I was going to work, just listening to Psalms. And this is just another way where you can literally hear the Bible. You can hear God's word and you can grow in your faith. So number one, listen to God's word. Number two, read God's word. It was a 2019 Lifeway study that gave these results. It says that 32% of Protestant Christians say that they read the Bible daily. Ooh, that's barely a third. And 27% say that they read the Bible a few times a week. So those are, you know, not the best of stats. That's going to speak the truth and love. Don't let that be you. I want to encourage you and exhort you to read God's word consistently. Man, read it on a daily basis. And hear me out. If you miss a day, don't feel bad. Don't let the devil, you know, keep you condemned and say, well, I missed one day. I might as well not read. Got to be careful with that. If you miss one day, don't feel bad, but pick up right where things left off and read it the next day. And you've heard me say this before, if you've been listening to the podcast, but I will also encourage you to get on a reading plan. You can simple Google reading plans and some things will come up or you can download the Bible app and you can look up some reading plans uh, where you want to do topical or about um, a passage of scripture Want to do 30 day or you want to do seven day. There are so many options, but start one. And the reason why I recommend this, because oftentimes before I knew about reading plans, I would get up and just read you know, what's what's comfortable, what I read before. Nothing is wrong with that. But when you have a reading plan, you are more intentional. You are reading the Bible systematically instead of randomly. And so I have a challenge for you. I know at the time of this recording, we're already in March, but I will challenge you to read the Bible in a year. Now, I've done this about two or three times. And when you do it this way, when you read God's word from cover to cover, you will get a wider scope of God's word. Instead of just reading your favorite parts, like I say, nothing is wrong with reading your favorite parts, but we want to understand the full counsel of the Bible. And this can literally be done by reading about 15 minutes a day. I mean, giving up part of your TV time or your social time, reading in the morning or at night or on your lunch break. But just by taking another step of intentionality, you can read the entire Bible in a year. Some people do it in less than a year. So that's a challenge I want to issue to you. So read God's word. Thirdly, you should study God's word. Taking it, taking it a step further. Ezra 17 says, for Ezra has set his heart to study the law of the Lord and to do it and to teach his statutes and rules in Israel. We need to study God's word deeper because of the nature of the book. Now, I believe that the Bible is God's word. I believe that the Bible is the greatest book ever, but it's still a book. In other words, Let's understand. Let's let's break this down. The Bible has approximately 40 authors and it was written approximately over a span of 1500 years in three different languages. The Old Testament that's what get your Hebrew and your Aramaic. Then the New Testament, you get your Greek. And then even within the Bible, there's different genre such as law, like Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Or letters such as First Corinthians, um, Thessalonians, to name a few, your prophets of Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Joel, of course, the gospels of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And I said all of that to say this. 
It's not enough just to read God's word casually. We must read it intentionally. We must take it. We must take the next step and study it. And here's how I don't want to leave you hanging. Here's how. Um, let me give you some Bible study too. So you may want to take some notes. Um, if you're not driving, of course, but you may want to take some notes or play this later so you can really dig into God's word. Number one is commentaries. And basically these are scholars or theologians, super smart people making comments and observations about the scripture, about the Bible to reveal the context and to help you to understand more fully what's really going on in the passage, the behind the scenes, what's going on right then and there. So that's crucial to me for sermon prep and not just for sermon prep, but to fully more fully understand God's word. Secondly, you have a Bible dictionary. You can utilize this for word studies like faith and love or character studies such as David or Ruth or even book studies such as Matthew or Psalms. And so whether you want to do a word study or a character study or a book study, you can get a fuller picture of what's going on and a better understanding and definition. Then you have your Bible concordance to tell you where other words are. In other words, you can look in a Bible concordance and find all the scriptures that talk about salvation, okay? And then I will also encourage you, if you're studying God's word, to read God's word in multiple translations, all right? There's some translations that are more for thought for thought or word for word. And I remember one of my uh, professors at Mississippi College, he asked the question, like, what is the best translation? And, you know, people gave different answers. And he kind of gave, gave us his answer. He said, it's the one that you read. And so I don't want to get hung up on which translation is best, but I want you to read God's word. So these are a few resources that will help you to better understand the context and gain a more full and clearer picture of what the Bible is trying to communicate to us. Now, I know I gave you a lot with the commentaries, the Bible dictionary, the concordance, and you may have not heard of these before, and, and that's okay, but don't be intimidated by that. All right. As, as you're reading God's word, you're not going to always fully grasp and understand everything. I mean, nobody does. There's some things where I read and I got to read it again. Like, okay, God, what are you trying to say to me through this scripture? So we need to study God's word. Fourthly, we need to memorize God's word. When scripture is stored in your heart and is stored in your mind, it is available for the Holy Spirit to bring to your attention when you need it most. The Bible says in Psalms 119 and 11, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So some ways that you can memorize God's word is about right. You can write out verses, um, consider using a Bible memory app, and then just read the scriptures over and over so you can memorize them. And this comes into place. Like when you're sharing the gospel in order to share the gospel effectively, you need to know what the Bible says about Jesus, what the Bible says about salvation. When, when you may have some unsaved friends that want to ask you some questions about the Bible, what they need prayer that's when scripture memory comes into play. I mean, Jesus memorized scripture. We see this in Matthew chapter four when he was tempted. Every time that the devil tempted Jesus, Jesus always responded with the word. OK, and I say that to say this for every problem that life tried to throw at us. I believe I know that God's word has the solution. For example, if you're feeling lonely, the Bible says in Hebrews 13 and 5, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. If you ever feeling afraid, the Bible tells us in, in 2 Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love and a sound mind. So once again, whatever you're dealing with, put the word on it. Amen. 
And number five, we need to meditate on God's word. So we need to hear it, read it, study it, memorize it, and closely connect it to memorize it. We need to meditate on God's word. Now, the goal of memorization and meditation is not about how many verses you know. It's more so about knowing God. And meditation is deep thinking on the truths and the spiritual realities revealed in Scripture for the purpose of understanding Application and prayer In other words we need to meditate On God's word so we can Absorb God's word Meditate On the promises of God Read God's word more Slowly so you can soak it in I really believe that the reason why We forget so much of what we read is Because we don't slow down We don't pause and we don't meditate on it The Bible says in Joshua 1 8 keep this book Of the law always on your lips Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In other words, don't just read God's word to to check the box and to say, oh, I read today, but read it so you can really know and pursue God. And as you spend time with God, I want to encourage you to sit and soak. Let me say that again. As you spend time with God. As you have your daily devotion, as you put time in in worship and prayer and Bible study, don't rush. Sit and soak. Be transformed. Be renewed. Be refreshed. Now, I, I get it. There may be some days where you wake up late and you won't have as much time and something is better than nothing. Um, but for the norm, for the majority of the time, as often as you can, sit and soak in his presence and don't rush. Now, if you really want to change for the better, and if you really want to be more like Jesus and obey him, then you must make a conscious and consistent effort to read God's word on a daily basis, to encounter God's word on a daily basis. Because as you read the Bible, as you study the Bible, as you hear it, you meditate on it and you memorize scripture that will prepare you for evangelizing that will prepare you for making disciples that will aid you in fulfilling the great commission that will guide you. In other words, as we approach various circumstances and and upcoming decisions, we should start with what does God word has to say about it? I mean, I reminded of, I believe Acts chapter two, Peter was able to deliver a momentous and powerful sermon Partly because he memorized scripture. I mean, at the end of the day, he you know he was led by the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit was able to draw out what was already in there. And so that's why we need to make deposits of reading and studying God's word daily. So once again, hear God's word, read God's word, study God's word, memorize God's word, and meditate on God's word. And that should lead to application and obedience. Hear me out. Because at the end of the day, it's not about just hearing God's word, but it's about obeying and applying and doing God's word. We should obey it and apply it. I know I threw you know different ways at you, but your first step should be to pick pick up your Bible and begin to read it and get on the reading plan. And my favorite quote when it comes to studying God's word is this: "Get." Into God's word until it gets into you. And I guarantee you.
that will change your life. Let me say that one more time. Get into God's word until it gets into you. So there we have it. Bible study 101, just to give you a foundational start to pursuing Jesus. All right. So I hope this episode has inspired you to take a closer step to God by getting serious about knowing his word, studying the Bible. So God bless you and we will see you next time. Oh,